Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. In today's episode, we are going to be talking all things event strategy. So every year, you probably evaluate your business, you write down your goals, maybe you have a vision board, but you really truly ask yourself, what more can I do? What is on my goal list? How can I achieve more greatness this year? Is it the year that you want to build trust? Do you want to create exposure? Maybe increase your brand awareness? I'm telling you that hosting an event actually sets you apart from the competition. I always get, well, Alicia, I'm not ready for an event. Down the road, I will like to host an event. Down the road, I would love to have a retreat that is profitable. Let me tell you that you are probably ready now. And why I say this is because you don't have to start with, I'm pretty sure you had a 100-person conference in mind, right? You don't have to start with a 100-person conference. You can actually start with building your own small event on your own terms. Who has to say that a 100-person event is any more profitable or better than a 10 to 25-person event? It's up to you. You set the rules, you set the parameters, and I'm telling you to go for it. But when you go for it, let's talk about some serious strategic advice for you to follow for your event. Now, live events, as you know, make multi-level brand expansion and development. Putting a personality and putting experience to your business, your services, and your products really is an opportunity that events provide to attendees, to your group, to your tribe. However, I know you want a return on investment. Am I right? So I'm going to go through four amazing points that you need to do, whether you are a first-time event producer, planner, coordinator, strategist, or if you're a business owner or coach, these are some of the -the behind-the-scenes strategies that I use with my clients. So number one on the list is serious and strategic budgeting. This is probably the number one thing that is going to make or break your event. Because when it comes time to calculate and to budget accordingly, you need to know what your costs are going to be and what kind of budget you're going to be armed with. The more power of knowledge that you have towards this, what I mean by that is knowing how much a venue costs in your area if you are doing it locally. How much does paper cost printing? What do the food and beverage look like? Are you going to have it catered? So actually researching, being in the know, and creating 
a very simple budget is going to set your number. You set your number and you stick to it because will the amount set aside create an event with a wow factor? What happens if you can include everything you want? How do you even plan a budget? So planning your budget and staying within it is not as hard as you think, providing you actually prep properly and stay the course of your plan. I know people come out and they have full intention of creating this budget and they do and they look at it and then they kind of ignore it for the next six months. Well, starting small and to be realistic is going to be, again, if you're starting out, amazing. If you have an already successful event, then you need to check those numbers weekly. Every Friday, sit down with yourself, create a reminder in your calendar and say, let's do the event budget. How much do we spend this week? What do we need to plan for? What do we need to really look at in order to be very successful? There's a couple of different tips as well. Can you hire somebody like a student videographer? Can you hire someone for a little less than you need? Or can you offer a smaller AM snack rather than a full-fledged breakfast? Cutting the cost doesn't mean that you have to cut your experience. For your budget to be that of a strategic and profitable event, it must be resourceful. So resourceful is figuring out maybe instead of hosting a large venue, hotel venue that makes you sign a contract, that has you pay something in the event that you do not need to use that event space or those hotel rooms, can you be a little bit more savvy and diva on a dime and look at a co-working space or look at a venue where you know and you can set those parameters if you actually don't use that space? So let's do some math. Let's do some numbers. For me personally, I was never a math girl at school. I was always an English major. I loved English. That was my favorite thing to do. So it's important to note that you should actually have an outline. So if you don't have one, you can go over to my website, download my very free, very awesome budget template spreadsheet. I use this with my clients on a daily. So here's an example. If you're hosting a 100-person event for, let's say, a two-day experience, and you look at the numbers, okay? So event space, food and beverage, let's say it's 10,000 for the two days. It's a little savvy. Advertising, 2,500. Print materials, 1,000. Staff and event planner, 5,000. Host, flight, accommodations, 1,200. Contingency, 2,000. Let's do an activity. Where can you sharpen the budget? Maybe you can get sponsorships. Maybe you can provide giveaways or sell vendor tables. Keep finagling the numbers and then stick to it. So update those numbers at least once a week. Really be mindful. Really be conscious of your budget and stick to it. I promise you this budget is going to help you. Case study, I had a client come to me that said they lost 30,000 on their event, which I don't wanna hear ever. I don't wanna hear those words because you should be making 30,000 at an event that has $200,000 budget or $50,000 budget. She lost all of that money because she said, I just kept paying for things and invoices kept coming up and marketing fees and domain cost. And before you know it, we were 30,000 in the hole because we went 30,000 over our estimated budget. She didn't actually have a template. She didn't have a budget. (laughs) She didn't have a working spreadsheet, which was so hard to hear. However, lesson learned. Let's make a profit. Keep your budget handy. Point number two is negotiate. There's always room for a discussion. 
Always, 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 always. So if you're paying the hotel or venue, most likely thousands of dollars, you can probably ask for things that you desire. No, not probably, I know you can. Maybe you want free Wi-Fi for your team or valet parking or breakfast in bed. Ask and you shall receive. If you're too proud to negotiate, then you're in the wrong industry, really. If you're not willing to say, well, I need what I need in order for me to be successful, more times than often, more times than not, nine out of 10 times, you will get what you want. So they'll probably come back with a little bit of negotiation themselves, but you're gonna meet in the middle. When creating your profitable event, work closely with these people and vendors who offer you their ideal price. It's up to you as a negotiating businesswoman to create a win-win situation that saves you money. Contrary to popular belief, negotiating is not about being cheap or beating the opposite party. It's really coming to an agreement that you're both satisfied with. Negotiating even 10% is overhead money that goes straight to your profit margin. So negotiate. Number three, find out what your attendees want. So with your budget in place, you have the end game aligned, you negotiated, you're a savvy businesswoman, now it's time to sell. I know for this for a fact, marketing actually tends to scare the shit out of every entrepreneur because we all know regardless of how great your business is, great how product is, you have to sell the right story to the right audience. In this case, you have to sell the right event to your audience. So when it comes to marketing strategies for your event or even for a product or service, you'll hear the words target audience over and over again. So who are they? How can you reach them? Well, here's a breakdown of how to reach your target audience for your event and pull in the right people. I'm gonna give you a case study before I dive into that because here's a great example of how one of my past clients did not bring in the right people. She sold at her event and she was extremely thrilled with that. She offered a buy one, get one free ticket. All of those people that purchased a ticket now had one that they could give to their friends and their family, coworkers, whoever. Now, when they gave them to those people, they were actually given to them and those people said, yeah, okay, I'll come, most likely. Maybe some were excited and maybe some didn't even know what the event was, they were just there for moral support. What had happened during that event was that all of those people that came as an extra plus one were not really invested in who she was, not invested in her service. They were rowdy. People left during the middle of her event. It was kind of horrific. So thinking about the right people coming into your event is extremely important. It's extremely important to have the right person at the event because then those people can actually buy from you later or you can have this established relationship of trust and reliability that will ultimately, hopefully, end up as a lead for you. But before you can reach your prospects, you really have to identify them. So like I said, selling your products and services and even your event to the wrong customer is literally equivalent to putting your shoes on the wrong way. Like my dear son, in a pinch, you could probably squeeze your feet in to make it work, but it really never feels right. So selling to your target audience, however, will be like slipping on your tried and true pair of shoes, comfortable and easy. One mistake that entrepreneurs make is forgetting how important demographics are to their business. 
Every strategy you implement, price, packaging, location, will directly target a demographic. And you need to make sure you're reaching out to your customers. If your business is new, check out your competition. That's one way to really pick up some stats, help you build your own strategy. But other statistics of great importance is actually identifying your target audience and their psychographics. So these are the target audience's behaviors, attitudes, lifestyle. These are so important. I do buyer personas for large, large conferences that are either tech conferences with thousands of people. Highly, highly, we rely on those buyer personas. Now, if all else fails, you say, Alicia, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. All you have to do is now say, what do people want? And how can I know what people want? You can simply ask them. Ask your community, ask your people, your tribe, your email list, your social media, ask them what they want. And that will help you go along now. Okay, I know what to offer them. I know how to package this event up perfectly so that they are buying from me. They're buying into the experience of the event. And my last point is making it easy to spend. Now, making it easy to spend is, if you think about it, the greater your profit target, the more opportunities you'll need to create for attendees to spend. Obviously, selling should never outshadow the greater purpose of the event. You want to avoid being a one-hit wonder. And instead, have your audience invest in your brand in a way which makes them feel like they're investing in themselves. So some of the ways that you can make it easy to spend, create selling opportunities at a profitable event is, number one, have a VIP ticket option. One of my favorite ways to really add the bulk to the profit is obviously a little bit more work on your end to really think about the experience of the VIP, but cost effective. VIP experience can mean better seats, which cost you nothing, a heftier goodie bag, which can be sponsors, a meet and greet with the host or sponsor, you, yourself, your speakers. It could be your bread and butter. You just have to be creative. What do people want? Write it down, brainstorm, get that pen and paper out and write down those options. Buy one, get one. So I talked about a case study about free tickets. And when used correctly, maybe you have to be specifically industry focused. If you are doing buy one, get one on Facebook ads, I probably wouldn't suggest it because again, you just don't know who's showing up. When you do buy one, get one or free tickets directly to your mailing list who already know you, that could be a better opportunity. However, the chance to win tickets is really a shoo-in. Everybody loves the little fair game of chance, especially because you're gonna create these irresistible prizes. Sharing posts, sharing pictures on social media is a great way to market the event in general. You've probably seen this. Tag a friend who wants to come. Tag somebody who would love to come to this event because maybe you have them submit a video entry. You are in charge of your events. You can definitely direct what the guidelines are for your event. A couple free tickets can also be offered with the purchase of a VIP ticket because they're already spending money. Again, just be very careful on how you do the free tickets. You don't want a DIY disaster. Ticket sales really should be offered from the beginning of the event right before the drawing to increase your buy-ins. So don't do halfway through because when you open up your ticket sales, 
people have purchased your early birds and then they go back and they say, wait a second, I didn't want to purchase my ticket. I didn't know you had a contest. It could backfire on you. So just be very, very careful. Also brand merchandise. So another one to add to the list, brand merchandise may be the obvious go-to when you think about a profitable event. But again, you want to be careful of this one. An event is an opportunity to create brand awareness. You want to sell them on you in order to become loyal to your products, to your services, but you don't need to push these options, right? That being said, you can have a lovely booth with reasonably priced merch, maybe a t-shirt, maybe a handbag or a pen and notebook. The option of having them there will be enough to sell out. Again, really thinking about all of the things. When in doubt, hire a professional. And I know it's easier said than done, especially if you have your first event and you want it to be profitable. I remember when I started out. I remember powering my way through some of my first profitable events. The struggle was real and I knew I was being as creative or strategic as I possibly could. But when you hire somebody, years of experience, the skill building really has changed them. Any kind of industry, if you're a photographer, if you have a friend that has started as a doctor and 12 years later, they don't have the same tactics as they did when they first started. You improve, you grow. The journey was so much more effective because of the coaching and the mentorships that I've received. For the times I knew my event business was ready to up-level, I considered my short and long-term goals and what kind of tools is going to help me strategize my way to success. Event strategies really, hosting a profitable event is probably the one of the most impactful ways to represent and expand your brand, no matter what, your business, your organization, organization. This impact can really quickly fade if you think the event is over once the lights go out. So the days and the weeks that follow your event, in fact, probably the most crucial buy-in time. So this is kind of like a bonus point. We'll add a bonus point right here. In order for your event to actually create meaningful and lasting results, take action with a super strong event follow-up game. I've seen coaches actually sell their next event out at the same event. So thinking about how you can build up that profit to maybe eventually hire an event planner, strategist, hire somebody to help you have an even better event next time could be a very great, great point to add to this. And I guess bonus number two, here we go, (laughs) is crunching the numbers. So with a profitable event, there's no guessing involved. When the event is over, there will seem like an infinite amount of things to add, subtract, divide, multiply, carry the bed mass over. Who knows, right? Again, math was not my strong point. But focusing on meaningful interactions between the numbers and the choices that led to them. Focus on creating those meaningful interactions. In some ways, crunching the numbers has nothing to do with numbers at all. You will have multiple bottom lines that will tell you what to do, what not to do at your next event. Did you make 300% more anticipated on VIP tickets? Ask yourself very specific, very conscious questions, and then you might get those answers before you grab the calculator. These tips are really the trick of the trade. When you crunch the numbers, when you have a strong follow-up strategy, when you may want to hire yourself a professional and making it easy to spend, finding out what your attendees want, negotiate, and 
serious budgeting. Okay, that was seven points. You will know how to host your first profitable event. Remember, when it comes to an event in itself, really think about it as a separate business plan. You want to think about it as a baby on its own and you have to nurture and grow it and you have to put in the time, put in the work and be consistent. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. As always, I'm Alicia May and I'm the host of the Six Figure Event Podcast. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the event space.